Gathering from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. We'd love for you to join at Ruakita North and ATC College. If you want more information, make sure you go to our church website. Last but not least, we have Activate Conference Come Ascend on. coming up very soon and we have one week left to register. So if you haven't registered, get them in. Get your phones out right now. Jump onto the Activate Church website and register. It's going to be an amazing time. We have some awesome guest speakers lined up and it's a great opportunity to invest into your spiritual journey. I hope to see you there. Tonight for our 6pm gathering, we have the amazing Jay Rogers speaking, so it would be great if you could come along. Yeah, and thank you church for being purposed in your giving. I declare blessing over all the givings. Yeah. Please check this slide out for the different ways that you can give. Yeah, and if you need prayer for anything, make sure you don't hesitate and come to the front after our gatherings and we have a team available that would love to stand with you in prayer. That's all the notices for today. Yeah, I pray that you will experience God's love for you today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you. Awesome. Good morning, church. If you'd like to stand with us, we're going to praise God this morning. It says in Nehemiah, the joy of the Lord is our strength. So let's praise our God with joy this morning.
constant, never changing. And we declare that you are good all the time. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that you are here in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
His presence. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we give you permission to move. Or in our lives, we surrender. Holy Spirit, in this place, oh, we want to be more aware. We want to be more aware of your presence. We want to walk and sing with you. Closer than the air that we breathe. Thank you, Father, that when we reach out, you hear us. We're not left stranded.
break our walls down Spirit break out Heaven come down I thank you Holy Spirit that you're wherever we're gathering so whether we're in this building today or we're online, we open our hearts toward you. We say invade this space. Invade our lives. Our ears are open to what you want to say what you want to do and I ask that no matter where we are this morning there would be a wonderful sense of your presence amongst us every lounge room this morning Lord or bedroom or wherever else people are watching in this place. Start that you rest on every person. In Jesus' name. Father, any fear that might be raising its ugly head as we've been to move into a, another level of lockdown, I command it to leave in Jesus' name. And that you'd replace that with your wonderful peace, your hope. There'd be a wonderful sense this morning for every person of your kindness, your grace, your mercy, your love. In Jesus' name. That you'd give us the ability to live above and not come under. Father, I lift to you this morning the leaders of our nation again as they've got yet more difficult calls I've had to make. And I ask that you would grant them all wisdom in Jesus' name, that uh, you would be with them, that they would have a sense of your presence, even if they don't understand that. That they'd make good decisions for our country. In Jesus' name. And I thank you that we get to do life with you. I thank you for the hope we live with, the hope we live in, the amazing God you are. We get to walk with you. We get to celebrate you every day. We get to talk with you. You talk with us. It's an amazing thing. And I give you thanks this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, good morning. Nice to see you. Good morning, good morning. Nice to see you online this morning. Well, you can see me. (laughs) And uh, here we are, level two. Yeah, you can take a seat if you're in this building. If you're at home, probably should stand up because you've probably been sitting down. I know how it works. And uh, so Tuako couldn't meet this morning. 
No. No. So no. hopefully you guys are changed. online. A few things have changed today. A few yeah. things have changed. Yes. But we'll do the best we can. Pastor Ray says change is good. He does say change <laughs> is good. Yeah. Hey, so we've got conference coming. Conference is going to be amazing. I hope you're it planning is. on coming to conference. Um, you know, we had to postpone last year to this year. By faith, we won't have to postpone until next year. Yeah. Uh, but conference is going to be great. It's, a, it's an opportunity to come together. And what I've found over the years is, you know, if you want God to move in your life, if you want to step up in your relationship with God, you've got to be present where God is doing stuff. And uh, conference is yeah. one of those opportunities that we can come together, that we can really focus in on him, what he's doing, mm. and uh, enjoy being together, enjoy what God's doing amongst us. So I really encourage you to get registered. If you haven't yet registered, would be good. Amen. And prayer this week, we're doing it different. Yes, prayer gathering is happening Tuesday night, yeah. 7.30. Tuesday night, 7.30. Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> so we're going to meet at Ruakura. We're going to meet at ATC. We're going to meet at North Campus. Yes. I'm not sure what's happening in Tuako. We probably can't meet at Tuako we can't. this week. But, but next time. Yes. Yeah. Very yep. good. So North Campus, ATC, and here. That's right. Tuesday, 7.30, the church is gathering to pray. That's so right. Let's so do this. We're doing it different because it's year of opportunity, isn't it? Amen. Yes. yes. It's year of opportunity. Yeah. And uh, we're making the most of that. Mm-hmm. Well. Absolutely. And two new groups are starting too. Oh, true. Two new Activate groups. Yes. Yes, a guys group started this past week, and another another guys groups go the guys. Yeah, come on. Yeah, Great. yeah. And Great. a girls group is starting too. True. A craft group is starting once a month. Mm. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Great. Lovely. Mm. Well, did you know that according to the Washington Post, if you had a net worth of four thousand three hundred and twenty dollars in two thousand and sixteen, you were in the top. 50% of wealthy in the world. Let me add some inflation to that. 2017 was 1.85, 1.6, 1.9162. Now it's 4693 New Zealand New Zealand dollars. 4693. So 4700 just a little less. If you have a net worth, what's net worth? Let's take all your assets, all the stuff you've got minus your debts, what you've got left. Chances are most of us here, probably most of us watching, have that net worth. If you've got a car, well, depending on the car, I suppose, but, but uh, actually if you've got an electric scooter these days, you'd just about True. be there. Push bike or, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Some push bikes should be way over that. So Fine. if you've got a net worth of $4,700, which I would suggest that probably most people out of their teens would have, just with your phone in your pocket, the clothes in your wardrobe, TV. your TV. Computer. You are in the top 50% of wealthy in the world. There you go. Isn't that amazing? You may not feel it, but you are. Swiss, the Swiss Research Institute last year uh, say that New Zealand is the fifth richest country on a per adult basis in the world. Wow. Fifth richest on a per adult basis in the world. That's amazing, isn't yeah. it? Mm -hmm. Why do I say that? I say that because we're really privileged. Mm -hmm. Whether you realise it or not, we are very, very privileged mm -hmm. in this country. Mm -hmm. We comparatively are very wealthy to the rest of the world, or a lot of the world, mm -hmm. which is an amazing thing. Which also means 
that the scripture this morning that we're going to read, which is just the next one in the book of Luke, I think is quite important for us. It is. Because Luke 18. It's, it's Luke 18, mm. and it's addressed to the rich man mm-hmm. or the rich person, which is pretty much all of us on this side of the planet, mm. whether you feel it or not. Yeah, true. Whether you mm. feel it or not. Mm. We are fortunate to be living in New Zealand, mm-hmm. uh, even with this lockdown this week. That's right. We are fortunate to be in New Zealand. Mm. We're fortunate to have the freedoms we have. We are fortunate to enjoy the lifestyle that we have. Mm. It's an amazing thing. And so Luke chapter 18, if you want to open your Bibles, if you're at home, click whatever you've got to do. If you're here, click open the pages. And Luke 18. I'm going to read from verse 18. Luke 18, 18. 18, 18. And we're going to go through to about 20-something. Here we go. Once a religious leader asked Jesus this question. Good teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked him. Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not commit adultery. You must not commit murder. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honour your father and your mother. The man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. When Jesus heard his answer, he said, There is still one more thing you haven't done. Sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. But when the man heard this, he became very sad for he was a very rich man. When Jesus saw this, he said, How hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? In fact, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard this said, Then who in the world can be saved? He replied, What is impossible for people is possible for God. Peter said, we have left our homes to follow you. Yes, Jesus replied, and I assure you that everyone who has given up house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will be paid many times over in this life and will have eternal life in the world to come. I want to pick up on it is impossible impossible. It is impossible, unattainable, unfathomable to get a camel through the eye of a needle. And I want to pick up on this point here that Jesus says to this guy, a nice guy, the rich guy, he says it's impossible. It is impossible, absolutely impossible for us to make our own way to salvation or to, for us to be 100% righteous, for us to be 100% blameless. It is impossible, impossible. And I actually think that, you know, this, this the whole thing with the, the rich guy, you know, I'm going to touch a little bit more on that, but I think it is Jesus touching on an area where he may have been holding precedence 
over seeking first, over putting God first. But being rich, you know, like if we're all considered rich in New Zealand here, if we're all considered wealthy, then that can also put us into a place of complacency. True. You know, that little saying, she'll be right, mate. She'll be right, you know. I can, I can sort things. I can manage things my own way. I can, I can get my way here. I can get my way out of here. I can do things myself. Thank you very much. And it can put you into that place of like, no, she'll be right. I can do this. I can do this myself. But Jesus is straight here to the rich guy or to us. And he says, it's impossible impossible. And what is impossible for us is possible with God. In fact, I think he's prophesying right here into the cross because we know about the cross. We're the the other side of the cross, but they are on before the cross. They don't know about that. They don't know about God's great plan that is about to be revealed. And Jesus is saying, it's impossible. It's impossible, but wait, but wait. But wait. I think it's interesting that uh, Jesus uh, hones in here on wealth, the guy's wealth, mm, mm. because wealth isn't bad. In fact, if you look through the leading characters of Scripture, most of them were actually wealthy, particularly in the Old Testament, because they yeah, had the wherewithal right. to bring change and to make mm. some things happen. Mm. Wealth isn't bad. What Jesus no. is actually um, zeroing in here is the thing that the guy was holding dearest. Mm. And uh, wealth is amoral. In other words, it's neither good nor bad. What wealth does, what money does, is it gives you the ability to bring expression to what's in your heart. Mm. And uh, Pastor Ray often says, you know, wealth or money is an accelerator to the purposes of God. Well, it is if that's what you want to do with it. But wealth is an accelerator to whatever you want to do, be it good or bad. It's amoral. Mm. It's neither good nor bad. Mm. Jesus hones in on it here, not because it's bad, Mm. but because it's obviously got a hold on this guy, and anything that's got a hold on us is what Jesus is interested in. It doesn't matter whether it's wealth or anything else. He's saying, okay, we're going to hone in on the thing, because this guy thought he had it all together. This guy thought he he had done it all. And Jesus is going, actually... He was doing well. He was obeying the law. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And Jesus is saying, actually, you can't do this on your own no matter how good you are. And this was the button in this guy's life that he chose to push. Mm, That's right. Yeah, Romans 3.10 says, As the Scriptures say, no one is righteous, not even one. That's right. Yet sometimes it can be easy for us to say, you know, a bit like the the attitude that the rich guy had there, well, I'm I'm, I'm obeying all, all of the the law, I'm, I'm doing well here. You know, sometimes we can have that attitude ourselves. I think very, very easily we can have that attitude every day. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm, a, I'm doing well with helping, you know, the poor and maybe I'm investing into this organisation and that organisation and I helped somebody out this week and, and I'm doing really well. But maybe, maybe my attitude and my, my language may be not, not quite good at my workplace the other day or in my home life the other day or or maybe I sometimes say to myself, well, I, I know the scriptures really well. Actually, I know that I could, I could win that Bible quiz and, you know, I'm good at the quoting, quoting those scriptures. I'm doing really, really well. 
but maybe I'm not treating that person very nicely or maybe I'm backstabbing at the same time or maybe, you know, what area is Jesus wanting to push in our lives, in my life? What area, like he, he is here, he's just pushing, pushing a button in this rich guy's life. I suspect life. if the guy had a problem with gluttony, hmm. God probably would have said to him, right, go and do a 40-day fast. Yeah, true. You know, because that would yeah. have been his button. Yeah, true. We all true. have a button. Are, yeah, that's we right. We all have buttons. That's right. David yeah. uh, writes in. <laughs> David writes in Psalm 139. He says, "Search me, O God. Search me. Point out the things that offend you. Point them out." And I think that's the the attitude that we need to consistently have. That I need to consistently have is, "Search me, O God." Point out the things that need a little press there and let, help me to realign to you. Help me to, to step into repentance. Help me to turn the other way. Help me to sort that out. You know, but even as I say that, you know, sometimes we can even, we can step into repentance. We can, we can say, oh, God, I, okay, I get that, okay, the button, yeah, I need to sort that out. My language isn't too good, whatever it is. And I repent and I turn the other way and then I feel really good. And I go, oh, well, I, well I'm, I'm doing really well here. I repented and so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a really good a good, really good Christian, because I've repented from that. But we can't even put our trust in repentance. We can't uh, have full surrender to repentance. It's full surrender to him. We need to put our trust in him, because it's not our repentance even that makes a way. It's him. It is him alone. And um, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 It says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done. So none of us can boast about it. We can't take the credit. And, you know, we've been reading through the Old Testament this year, and there's battle after battle after battle, isn't there? Um, and I've been, it's been standing out to me how much God wants to take the glory. You know, even though there's these battles after battles after battles, God wants the glory in it. It's not a, about all the muscle and the brawn and, you know, all of that. It's not that that wins the day, but it's like, okay, Moses, if you hold your staff up here, he, and then God parts the sea. Or he says, right, I want you to speak to Pharaoh and God brings the plagues. Or is it Joshua? He says, okay, Joshua, I, I just want you to tell them to walk around the wall. And then God brings the wall down. It's like, no, I don't want you to have any glory here. I don't want you to take the credit. I want you to be in full surrender, full obedience, and I will have the glory. And I feel like that's what God is saying to us right now. He wants the credit. He wants the glory We are not to take credit for anything. It is impossible, unattainable, impossible, 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 impossible. Well, that's the question that Jesus was answering, isn't it? Yeah. The question was, how do I gain eternal life? Mm. And so Jesus is answering it by saying, well, actually, he doesn't discredit the guy's behavior and the good things that the guy's done. I don't know if you noticed that. He Mm. didn't say good or, you know, Mm. he just said, He carried on, he goes, but there's one more thing that you haven't done. Mm. 
and then he hits the guy's button, which is go sell all of your possessions. Mm. The, the point is there that, that it doesn't actually matter how hard you try, how hard you work, you cannot earn salvation. No. It's by God's grace and by mm. God's grace alone for mm. each of us. But he doesn't, I like the fact he doesn't discount. You know, there's an expectation on disciples to live a godly life, mm. which is what you're saying with the yeah, characters of the Old Testament. Complete surrender. Yeah. Mm. He requires complete surrender. Complete surrender. It is all about him. Complete surrender. Luke 9, 23 and 24, take up your cross. Complete surrender. Complete surrender. He asks us to die to ourself, not hang on to our own life, but complete surrender to him. Complete surrender to him. Or Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God yep. above all else, above all else, and live righteously. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, God is speaking very strongly to the church at this time. He's saying a number of things, and I believe that today, this passage that we so happen to land on is what God is speaking into the church. And I want to share a few other thoughts around what I feel that the Spirit of God is speaking to the church right now. And so one of them is complete surrender, that he's asking his church to step into, if we are not already in that place, complete surrender to him in awe of who he is, in awe of who he is. It is only you, God. It is only you. You have all power and authority. It is you that gives me breath. It is you that chose the plan of sending your son, sacrificing your son for me, for us. It is you that gives me strength. It is you that gives me hope. It is you that fills me with the Spirit of God. It is you that gives me authority. It is you that brings me comfort. It is you that is my provider. You alone are holy. You alone are worthy. It is all about him. Complete surrender. It is impossible for me, but it's all about you. And he's calling his church out of that surrender to step in and obey. Complete obedience, complete surrender and obedience to him. To take up our cross, whatever it is that he's pushing in our lives, like he did to the rich man. What is he, what is he putting his finger on right now in our lives? It's maybe taking precedence over putting him first. It's like an idol. What is it? What is it? Take up our cross and obeying him. Keeping in step with him. Galatians 5.25. He's asking the church to keep in step with his spirit right now, to be attentive to him. He's calling his church to be like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden, Matthew 5. You know, um, right now... The church can easily stand out right now in this time because the church is saying something quite different or God is saying something quite different to what the world is saying right now. It is easy for the church to stand out like a city on a hilltop that is beautiful. 
It cannot be hidden. Standing out from the crowd, standing out in our workplace, standing out in our neighbourhood, in our place of education, being salt and light. The church is called to be salt and light, to be flavoursome, bring a beautiful flavour into our spheres of influence or to, to, as we step into atmospheres, as we step into a room, the place lights up, the atmosphere lights up because the Spirit of God is within us. Atmospheres change. Lives change because we are called to stand out. We are called to be salt and light. Lives are changed. He's calling his church to seek him first above all else. Seek him first. And, you know, along with Galatians 5.25, keeping in step or seeking him first, you know, it's a little bit hard to follow his leading and guiding if we actually aren't listening or reading to what he's saying in his word. The importance of knowing his word, of of being in his word, having that, you know, like um, uh, Steve McCracken said, that Rema word for, for us, we need to be in the word. The word is essential right now. The word is essential. Yeah. It, he is leading us. He is guiding us through his word. <clears throat> Put him first. Speaking of Steve McCracken, if you haven't listened um, or watched the message that he gave a few weeks ago on Revelation 2 and 3, I ask you, please, please listen to that message. It's a few weeks ago. It'll be on our website. From Revelation 2 and 3, the Spirit of God is speaking to us, the church, from there. And it is not a coincidence, no, I feel, not, not at all. that our conference, Ascend, is from Revelation 4, following Revelation 2 and 3. But firstly, we've got to get Revelation 2 and 3. We've got to listen, surrender, obey what he's saying, and ascend. Revelation 4. Amen? Yep, great. Impossible. It's impossible. It is impossible. Without him. Which is reassuring in many ways, isn't it? Mm. When you think about it. Mm. It doesn't matter how hard we work for salvation, we can't do it. Yeah. It's by God's grace. Amen. Fully by God's grace. Wonderful. And I think that's part of the point he's making yeah. here, is that, that you know, live the life a disciple's called to live. Don't back off that Mm. because to be a disciple is to give Jesus our everything, is to to live the life he's called us to live. Mm. But live that life understanding that it's by his grace. And sadly in today's world, there's so many people that take his grace and uh, just push it too far. Oh, because of his grace, I can do anything I want. I can live any way I want. I can. No, no, that's not what grace is about. Grace isn't about that. It's not about abusing his grace. But it's only by his grace that's right. yeah. that we will ever enter eternal life. Yeah, so. he's calling us to holiness. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, obedience. Obedience leads to holiness. Surrender. Surrender to him. Surrender to him. It's impossible without him. <clears throat> impossible without him. He made the way. He revealed the plan. And then he carried out the great plan of sending Jesus in our place, sacrifice for us. You know, some of the things that we can 
respond to him with, along with the surrender and obedience in our life of faith is humility. Humility that goes along with surrender, doesn't it? Humility. Complete surrender, complete humility. Repentance. Thankfulness. I believe that's a key for us right now, the church, to keep ourselves in a place of thankfulness. Yeah, great. Don't leave an attitude of gratitude, but stay in a place of thankfulness, obedience to him, holiness, and complete trust in him. Not trust in ourselves, in our own doing pretty good at it, but complete trust in him. Trust and surrender go together, don't they? Yeah. Mm. We were at a um, night with the creatives on Thursday night, and at the end we were asked to surrender afresh before God. And in that moment, just that flash of an eye, I felt some stuff go, like, oh, I'm not sure. And I thought, that's why we need to do it so often. Well, once I sorted it out, I thought, that's why it's so important for us to come to that place of surrender, isn't it? Mm. Things get in. And things hold on. And uh, resetting by coming to that place of surrender is so important. And as we finish later this morning, we're going to take a moment to simply surrender before him, to reset, to recalibrate, because it's absolutely vital that we do that regularly in our lives. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The team have got a slide. Could you put that up? This is what Steve McCracken shared with us out of his message a few weeks ago. If you want to take a photo of that, I encourage you to to dwell over who the church is called to be. That's who we are called to be. The Spirit of God is speaking to the church. Will Will we respond to him? Will we surrender and obey Will we be who he's called us to be? Should we respond? Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Can I invite you to stand? Why don't you stand at home, wherever you are as well? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's great to change our position. Because I think this... I don't think. I know this affects every single one of us, this passage, Mm. because God may not have pushed the wealth button when he's having the conversation with you, but there is a button in your world. There's a button in my world that he, oh, Lord, I've done this and I've done that and I'm working hard on that. Yeah, that's right, Sheridan, but there's this one thing. There's this one thing. And we can't work our way into eternity. We believe in and believe and confess our way into eternity. And then when we get to the other side of the needle, the eye, the, the camel going through the eye of the needle, that's like belief and confession. That's what it says in Romans 10. But when we get on the other side of the needle, then there's a life of discipleship for us all to live. And discipleship is so much different than being a believer. 
Discipleship is your everything. Discipleship is living the life that He's commanded us to live in the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Discipleship is making the most of the opportunities when He he calls us. And this is why these moments are so good before Him and say, let's just do some recalibration. Let's get some things in order. Maybe there's some things that are hooked in your heart that actually if I asked or He asked us to touch those, we'd go, you're doing good up till then, God. That's the don't go zone. But that's the very zone he wants to go to. So I wonder for a moment, right where we are here, online, how about we open our hearts before Jesus? And we surrender afresh. And in this moment right now, I want you to catch where the hook was before you justify it away. Catch where the hook is. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would illuminate that for every one of us. That we would be able to come before you this morning with absolute confidence and open hearts. Remove those hooks, please. Refocus us on you, the author and the perfecter of our faith, the one who makes the impossible possible, the one in whom we will find eternal life, we will find salvation. We will find our future. Father, we respond to you. We lay those things that would rise up down again afresh. Say, you are our God. You are our God. You are the only way. You make the path straight. And I will serve you all the days of my life. Thank you for your grace, your wonderful grace. Now for some of us this morning, we actually need to get on the relationship track with Jesus. Uh, Jesus was answering the question of how do I gain eternal life? this life we're living this isn't all there is this is but a moment in eternity yet this life we make decisions that will set the pathway of our eternity and that decision is very simple it's whether we choose Jesus Christ as Saviour and Lord or whether we don't Both have a profound impact on what eternity looks like. We choose Jesus as Saviour and Lord. Now eternity is safe and secure with Him. And it's going to be a blast. It's going to be a blast. If we choose to have nothing to do with Jesus, that is our choice. Fully our choice. But that carries consequences for eternity too. He says, if you don't want anything to do with me, you can have it your way. That's okay. But beware that it it's an eternal decision as well. 
And so in this moment, I wonder who of us needs to say yes to Jesus today. I want to be in relationship with you. I want to say yes to you, Jesus. I want to rely on your grace. I want to know what it is to have eternal life, security for eternity. But not only that, I want to live my best life by living it with my Creator, the one who made me, the one who designed me to walk with Him. The Bible says in the book of Romans that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, and we believe in our hearts that He was raised from the dead on the third day by the Father, we will be saved. In other words, we will come into relationship with Him and then we can journey the life of a disciple. In this place, in just a moment, if you're saying yes to Jesus, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand. Just say yes. could be the first time you've ever responded, which is fantastic. But maybe for some reason you've walked with Jesus and you've kind of drifted away. Well, today's the day, friend, to step back up again. Say, Jesus, I choose to do it your way. And I'm going to ask you to give me a wave. If you are online this morning, I ask that right where you are, if you're saying yes to Jesus, you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And if you believe in your heart that the Father rose him from the dead on the third day, How about saying right where you are this morning, I thank you, God, for salvation. I thank you, God, for eternity with you. I thank you, God, that you've got my life in your hands. I thank you, God, that I'm on this journey with you. I thank you that you've got me. This morning, if you know you need to say yes to Jesus, can you lift your hand? Very quickly. Thanks, man. Fantastic. Awesome. Wait a couple of seconds. Brilliant. Let me pray. Father, I thank you that when we say yes to you, heaven breaks into a party. That you tell us when one person gets right with God, the angels celebrate. So we celebrate with them today. And we say thank you. Father, I thank you that as we confess you as Lord, that as we believe in our hearts, you bring the relationship together, that we are your sons and daughters and that we're on this amazing journey with you, that our eternity is secured, that we get to live every moment of every day in relationship with you. And Father, I bless every person that said yes to you this morning. I thank you for them. And I ask you that you would establish them as disciples on a wonderful journey with you. In Jesus' name. We give you thanks. Church, can we please give thanks? It's fantastic. Fantastic. If you responded online this morning, wonderful. It's wonderful. Father, I bless your church in the name of Jesus. I thank you for who you are. I thank you that we get to walk with you, that we get to live with you. I thank you that we get to go into the week with you. And Father, I thank you that even though things may be a little uncertain, in the natural you've got it I thank you there's no surprises for you you know and I thank you that we can connect with you and that you will replace our fear with peace our uncertainty with hope that you are God and Father this morning I ask for those who are unwell in their bodies that as they surrender that to you you would remove it. And I ask that you'd release healing in the mighty name of Jesus. 
for every sickness, every disease, every affliction in the name of Jesus Christ. Bless your church. Let us be great representatives of you. Let our homes be places of peace. And let us be really good for anyone that we make contact with this week. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Just uh, just as we finish, I just really feel that uh, there are some people, I don't know whether you're online or here in the building, that need to be encouraged that even though things may not be going perfectly for you and your life right now or in the past, that it is not about God, that we live in a sinful world and that things happen, consequences happen, stuff happens in this world, but that God so desires to come alongside you, to lead you and to guide you, to strengthen you, to give you hope, to give you peace. I would not want to do life without God. And so I want to encourage you, it is not about God. Push into Him, invite Him to come alongside you. He loves you with a love that we will never quite fathom. And I also encourage you, we are both walking testimonies of the healing power of God. And so as Sheridan prayed healing, we know the healing power of God in our own lives. So we declare that upon you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Pastor A. Thank you, Pastor Sheridan and Jan. Yes, let's put our hands together. Great word. Thank you so much. Wonderful encouragement. All things, everything is possible with God. Isn't that a great thought to go out on this morning? So we're going to conclude with a song. But before we do, as you go out and collect your children this morning, can I encourage you to really encourage and give a high five to the teachers? They do a great job. Absolutely. Oh, high elbow, of course. Thank you, Pastor Sheridan. High elbow. And if you're really good, you could try too. That would be interesting. Also, thank you for your giving. We really appreciate your partnership with the church and sowing into what God is doing in this place. If you have need of prayer, we invite you to come. And there will be others down the front that can pray with you. Also, I just want to encourage you to come and be part of the prayer gatherings on this Tuesday at 7.30 at the various venues. That's going to be a wonderful time. And this evening, Jay will be speaking at 6 p.m. Encourage you to come. God bless. Have an awesome day. Thanks, team.